we'd like to welcome you back to our third and final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 3rd, 2019. And two more reports. One um, is going to be a shock for a lot of people. The first one here, and I've entitled it Pray for the Hagmans at a Loss. Joe Hagman passes away at 36 years old. I just learned this today. I'm just going to let his dad, I'm just going to give his dad the floor here with the audio that he put out regarding this horrible thing. Um. Folks, for the second time in the past 90 days, I come before you opening the Hagman Report using virtually the same words as I did on April 12, 2019. Except today, I won't be using any modifiers. I won't be using any modifying phrases as this is, and I suspect will always will be, the most difficult and personally painful announcement I've ever had to make. Now, I don't know what happened on the other date in April, so I, I don't know what he's in reference to there, but... Since the beginning of the Hagman Report. Again, my message is made, like the previous, in the spirit of transparency, as my viewers and my listeners deserve nothing less i am sad to inform you that my son an oldest child and once my co-host of the hagman report died saturday at the age of 36 from what appears to be a heroin overdose w words can't express the pain uh, this has brought me my family joe's wife who is due to give birth to his child within the next few weeks. Again, my son, Joe Hagman, died Saturday, June 29th, 2019, from at the age of 36, by what appears to be a heroin overdose. Now, many of you who met Joe know that he had a good heart. He brought much joy to many people in his adulthood. And in particular, while he was an integral part of the Hagman Report, I hope everyone, I hope everyone will remember him for that. For the joy that he brought and for his genuine warmth and caring spirit, I, I, I certainly have seen good works in action and choose to remember those over everything else. I will remember the joy he brought when he was born, the child with the colic in his hair and mischievous smile. Typical adolescent and finally, and as a grown man, the fact that he was taken from us too young and in the manner alleged is shocking and painful beyond words. To say that we are grief-stricken would be an understatement. Now, in addition to this sad announcement, I'm here to, before you today to deliver three very important messages. Two messages are for everyone watching and listening to this announcement. The third message is intended for a much smaller group of people. You will know to which category you belong. I ask that you carefully listen to these messages and fully understand the stated and even unstated implications of each. But first, I want to thank all of you from the bottom of my heart for your trust, your belief, and your support <clears throat> in the Hagman Report to remind longtime listeners and viewers. <laughs> Look, this show, The Hagman Report, is indeed a family operation consisting of my wife, Renee, my daughter, Jackie, her husband, Eric, the tech, who's back there. What began with just me and a microphone after 9-11 evolved from a private investigative agency, an intelligence agency, 
developed into what this show is today. And Joe played a very important and often understated role at the Hagman Report. He did. Joe had the ability to use his past mistakes as a unique tool to connect with others and to offer a different perspective that often opened doors that would have otherwise remained closed because of his past mistakes, which he never tried to hide or keep hidden. He made connections and related to others in ways I couldn't. That frustrated him, or that frustrated uh, his and our detractors. Much to his delight, not so much to mine, but much to his. Although his passing leaves a gaping hole in our hearts, it's also strengthened our resolve to continue to be the best source of genuine information available about current events, domestic and foreign, worldwide. To expose not just the criminality of events, but in this case, and especially in this case, the demonic forces behind them. And Joe knew the demonic forces all too well, as evidenced by one of the last father-son conversations I had with him. Look, I haven't shared these details with, with anybody, this conversation with anybody. I'll share it right now with you. And it was maybe one of the most meaningful conversations that him and I ever had. And me as a father, him and as an adult son. It was clear to me that Joe understood that we are all soldiers in an ongoing battle against the forces of darkness, the forces of evil. And from our conversation, it was clear to me that he knew what other people don't, that others refuse to acknowledge, others refuse to say exist. Behind the criminality of this world, there are dark forces of real evil personified. Joe professed his Christian faith and yet struggled against these forces. I did everything in my power to help him. Help him overcome an evil so pervasive and so insidious. It defies description. Um... He experienced firsthand the multiplicity of attacks firsthand. I'm heartbroken. But this brings me to a message, actually, the messages I want to convey. First, We're going to continue. The Hagman Report will continue in the loving memory of my son. My resolve and our collective resolve is only strengthened by his death. We will not acquiesce to the forces of evil, but double and triple down against him. We're going to be working harder, longer, and more effectively than ever before. Secondly, Due to the suspected cause of his death, and I say suspected and alleged cause of his death, I want to make a couple of views abundantly clear. The so-called war on drugs in its current form is being fought on the wrong battlefield by the wrong people and against the wrong enemy. 
it's either being deliberately misdirected or ineptly conducted in its, in its execution. The recent unprecedented spike in heroin overdoses is not the problem. It's a symptom. And a sad consequence of a much larger problem that few want to address. The root problem is the evil behind it. Those who perpetuate it and those who refuse to acknowledge it, just like the mass shootings, all of their unspeakable horrors, it is the direct consequence of a deep spiritual and moral bankruptcy of a people who have ripped God from all areas of our nation, who cloak immorality and godlessness with the insane claims of impossible diversity and coexistence because evil and good can't coexist. Lastly, and maybe this is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm... Look, I've learned a number of troubling things over the last 24 hours about the death of my son. To again remind everyone, I've been an investigator for almost as long as my son was alive. To be clear, one must be really careful not to allow grief or emotion to skew facts or, or to attempt to lay blame onto others as a coping mechanism or to ascribe blame to others due to the intense emotions of the moment. It'd be easy for me to, to say, well, he didn't do it. No, he owns this. However, I'm proudly, I'm sorry, I'm profoundly troubled by certain information that I've seen and authenticated within the last 24 hours. And I will work to open an equivocal death investigation of my son. Law enforcement officials know exactly what that is. To those who are involved, and you know who you are, in fact, you are watching this right now. My message is simple. I will not rest until I obtain the truth and the individuals are held to account. And let me tell you something. You can be certain that you will. Because I ain't going anywhere. Additionally, and incredulously, I have been made aware of individuals who are attempting to solicit money, funds, donations ostensibly to cover the costs of Joe's chosen tournament there's even a woman claiming to be Joe's fiance requesting funds I am enraged I am beyond enraged as his father I'm the one taking care of those costs along with his widow so contrary to and despite persistent rumor, rumors, Joe was not engaged. He did not have a fiance. He had a wife. He was married and left behind his widow and an unborn child in addition to his family. Furthermore, and perhaps even most importantly, we ask for nor need any assistance. We're not asking for assistance. To be clear, the Hagman Report is not soliciting any money from anyone to cover the cost of Joe's arrangements. I want to make that perfectly clear. There are no legitimate GoFundMe, PayPal, 
any such accounts. There's no legitimate text, emails. And for those of you who are out there doing it, any solic- by the way, any solicitations you might receive are not just sickening and, and despicable, but in my view, it's criminal. It's a criminal scam. And I will hold you legally accountable, and I will come after you as well. God help you. By the way, these are designed, in my, in my view, to cause doubt about the integrity of our enterprise and platform. It's to take us down. And again, you know who you are. If you have any, this is a message to those people, anyone who has received any such requests or happen to receive them in the future or see something pop up, I ask that they be sent to me, just uh, Doug at HagmanReport.com so I can forward them to our district attorney and my legal team so we can come after you and chase you to the gates of hell. If you're uncertain about any information, I direct you to our website, hagmanreport.com. That's where you're going to find the truth about any events like this, not on anyone else's social media account by emails or text messages. Lastly, and quite importantly, as to where we're headed... This week, I've got to direct my attention elsewhere. As you know, I've got some work to do. I'm going to be turning the show over to the most capable of guest hosts, again, for this week only. Tomorrow and Thursday, Peter Barry Chowka will be hosting the show. Wednesday, Steve Quayle and Pastor Langford will be coming on. And on Friday, Austin and Ted Brower will be guest hosting the Hagman Report. I thank each of them. Mm-hmm. stepping up at this most important and difficult time. We'll be back after the 4th of July holiday. Folks, the Hagman Report appreciates everything. Appreciates everyone. Appreciates everyone who has continued to stand with us. And we thank you for your support and your prayers. So, that was um really sad and um, I mean I just how sick you gotta be to to go up there and say um, I'm I'm Joe's fiance when he's married and I need money for his funeral I mean (laughs) but again he said that was being done he believed because they were trying to take down his platform and what it's all important for any of us in alternative media to always remember is that there's a lot of people in high-level places, especially I think it's increasing as we get picked off one by one. Uh, they can focus their um, energies in on less and less people. And witches and warlocks and, and these Satanists and Luciferians, they don't want the truth to get out. <clears throat> and... Um, might have been a big reason why he fell into this problem all along because if and i'm not saying this in any judgmental way but if you have an open door in your life that is an open door whereby if there's a let's say there's a group of occultists trying to take you down um 
you're kind of giving them an avenue in order to attack you. And they, I, I think that, I, I, this is the first I've ever heard this, okay, about the heroin thing. But maybe it was more well known that, that Joe had a problem in that area. Or I, I guess he talked about his past and stuff like that. I'm not here to judge. I'm just not. Um, <clears throat> but that could be something that a coven could focus in on. And if you've already got an open door in that area, then you're susceptible to succumbing to something like that. They could assign curses and demons and devils and things of this nature regarding that very weakness that you have. And that might have been a it might have been the main reason this all happened. I want to bring that up. So like if if people are quick to judge, to condemn Joe or whatever, like how does a Christian guy, whatever, get on heroin? Well, people that are, I think, doing this level of work at a high level, we don't know what's going on from a spiritual standpoint. Just like when I said those those protesters, when they said sing hallelujah to the Lord, we don't really know what's going on there in a spiritual level when they're doing that on an angelic level. And we really don't know how different ministries are being attacked from a Luciferian occultic level. But look at what they're focusing in on right now. All the Luciferians and the New World Order boys and all the occultists and all these people that are behind all the true wickedness going on in the world. What are they really, what, are, what is one of the main things they're keen on? Shutting our voices down totally. So organizations that are on the cutting edge of getting out information like the Hagmans were, or are. Um, it's just Joe's not there anymore. They're going to be focused in on from an occultic standpoint. From a, I know I've been. I mean, you've, I've read the stories to all you all, and I don't know how many attempts they've made on my life. I have no idea. But I've said this all along that if I didn't have people, and I was told this before I even really got into ministry. Uh, by a lady named Barbara. Um, she told me, she said, with your calling, she had believed God had told her. She she wanted to tell, she, she felt an imperative to tell me with my calling that it was imperative that I had people praying for me. And she said, because without that, you're not going to survive. You won't. And God gave me a ministry where I could call upon my listeners to pray for us and 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 contending for truth.com and taylor and these types of things and i i truly believe without that prayer covering that you know i would have been gone a long time ago whether it would be death whether it would be just something happening you know whatever where i couldn't record anymore or who knows who knows there's a lot of different ways you can get taken out so bear that in mind with joe because we don't really know what spiritual attacks he was under and um i'm not here to condemn just not and the thing too is about what i've got into so many times in the last few years about the whole thing with that it came out where a big reason 9-11 actually happened that was orchestrated the way it was because it wasn't you know a whole bunch of arabs with box cutters scanning planes and flying them with pinpoint precision into the twin towers that's insane 
see loose change 911 just go up on youtube it's just one of the many videos architects for 911 firefighters uh, regarding 911 yeah there's all these different organizations just totally blow holes in all this official narrative but one of the main reasons we wanted to do it was to get us into afghanistan because the the poppy production had so dwindled around that time uh <clears throat> the taliban had actually i believe it was the taliban or one of the main muslim groups there had actually made that happen they had actually made the poppy production go down and we wanted to get in there to ramp it back up again and we did and that was the whole thing of our excuse of fighting the taliban i'm not saying the taliban is not wicked but i'm saying our our true intentions were to go over there and make sure the the poppy production went through the roof because that's how they make morphine and all the opiate-based painkillers and heroin and fentanyl and all this other stuff they wanted to make sure they flood the american streets and, and elsewhere but in america in particular because we're the last domino that really needs to fall before they can implement the new world order and they wanted to make sure they flood the streets with heroin they flew it back on c-40s i mean geraldo Rivera was over there interviewing high level uh like majors and th things I, i've played the clips on here before where they're like yeah we really don't like guarding the heroin they're literally in front of a poppy field we really don't like guarding the heroin but you know it's their culture and if we don't do it then they won't have a way to make a living so uh, so so that's our job to go over there and make sure they've got a living making heroin and they fly it in on c-40s our country and i'm sure part of it would get on the streets of america and part of it would go into the medical pharma cartel it was around the same time they started the, the, the absolute explosion of OxyContin happened. I was there. I was working with an MD in the clinic I was at on car accident cases. And these people would come in, and I'd have nothing to do with it. But they would be, a lot of them were what, what they call candy seekers. And they would, they would get into an accident, some lame accident, and come in and say, Oh, I got all this pain. I can't move. They're liars. They come in. Our doc would, would write out a script. They would ask for Oxy. He'd give it to him, you know, because, you know, whatever. I didn't know at the time really what the stuff was. Then I started researching it. I'm like, this is for end-stage cancer patients. Why are you giving it to somebody that is in like a minor car accident? It's for like if somebody's going to die and, and it's like it doesn't matter if they get addicted to it, in other words. And now, you know, you stub your toe and you get it. And you, you stay on that for any length of time, and guess what? A lot of times you don't ever want to get off. Because you're always chasing that first high. It gives you this real warm, I guess, feeling or whatever. Heroin does the same thing, except heroin's even worse. And it's cheaper. And that's what happens. People go on the oxy. They get in some little accident. Or maybe it's a major accident. I don't know. It could be major. They get on it. They should have never been on it in the first place. They get hooked. This is all part of the medical pharma cartel by design on purpose to, to take out a gigantic swath of our population because they know if you're a drug-addicted Oxycontin or heroin addict, you're not going to do anything for God and you're not going to get saved. From a satanic standpoint, I'll boil it down for you. It's as simple as that. And you're not going to fight the New World Order. So from that point forward, all these people started really getting addicted to oxy and then you had all, all these mds that saw a good way to get rich and evidently didn't have any moral compass and i hate to say the md I'm, i was working with would fall into that classification i didn't really fully realize it at the time but 
they get addicted to stuff and then um there comes a day when oxy's so expensive and i'm not 100 percent sure how expensive it was then it probably was a lot cheaper because they always want to make sure that you know they get you hooked and then you get to the point where you'll rob peter to pay paul to buy more so they up the price of of the uh the pills it's extremely expensive now and they can't afford it anymore so they're like well why not just buy heroin it's it's like you know four times the high and in four times less the price or whatever i don't know depends how much you take so then they get on heroin and so you have swaths of people now addicted to heroin that were oxy users or, or opiate-based painkiller users i don't know if that's what happened to joe whether he had something happen and maybe he got on oxys at one point and then it progressed to this other i don't know i have no clue i i know that i guarantee i i would say one thing the scenario i just presented to you is the most common way people get hooked on heroin nowadays they don't just i mean somebody just doesn't come one day you know i want to be a junkie where's that heroin needle it's there's usually a progression toward it and then now they've introduced fentanyl all by design which is like you know elephant whatever opiate based tranquilizer type thing which if you take just a tiny bit too much or if you switch over they're they're using it in the heroin now to spike it and if you get just a tiny bit too much you're dead even if you're used to doing heroin because it's so much higher level and the junkies i've seen documentaries on this i saw this documentary of junkies in philadelphia and they were like um talking about this fentanyl thing and they were saying you know it was showing all these people just dying every week dying 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 you know and the junkies would instead of actually going away from if they suspected it was spike with fentanyl they would want to do it because that was the really good high yeah it might kill you but it was worth it that's how insane you get when you're a junkie so he might have been doing heroin and then all of a sudden got a got a dose where there was it's probably what happened probably got fentanyl and it was and then i heard there's another one that's even worse than that i haven't been keeping up as much with it lately i just can only do so much but you know all that's been done to destroy this country one of the many ways they're destroying us from the inside out and here's another casualty so i would say yes if, you know pray for the hagmans and pray that you know I, I don't know just as the lord leads you regarding the hagmans at this point and god bless them and comfort them and get them through this time i mean i can't even imagine i can't even fathom um and this report kind of it doesn't relate to exactly what we're talking about but i mentioned this and this just broke today it ties a lot of things together and it's a bombshell google to block all cancer anti-vax anti-gmo websites at the browser level i've been telling people i've never used i don't ever remember a time i've ever used google because i knew way way back in the day they were wicked and evil and there was no reason to really use them they're going to censor your results anyway so um this is just further confirmation whatever you can do to get against these get away from these mainstream platforms all the better 
by late 2020, Google's Chrome browser will automatically block all so-called anti-cancer, anti-vax, anti-GMO websites as part of Google's collapse into a Monsanto pharma criminal cartel. Users who want to visit websites that expose the scientifically validated risks and potential harm of vaccines, chemotherapy, glyphosate, or GMOs will have to switch to alternative browsers and search engines since Google.com search engine is already in the process of eliminating all such websites within its search results. Again, why would you even use them? Their results are already censored. They're already skewed. You're not going to get any, especially my listeners. I mean, for anybody that's awoke, you don't want to feed into this satanic platform within a year or so google chrome browser won't even allow users to visit sites like naturalnews.com without changing the browser default settings the only websites accessible through chrome will be those which are approved it's like george orwell 1984 brave new world they will only be allowed to go um to approved websites that promote mass medication, chemotherapy, pesticides, vaccines, fluoride, 5G cell towers, and other poisons that enrich powerful global elitist corporations while dumbing down the population. This is the conclusion from a high-level source that told Natural News months ago about the coming purge of organics and natural health websites from Google. A purge that accelerated last week with the removal of Mercola.com, I mean, Dr. Mercola, I mean, he's like one of the main, main sites. So they, there, he's gone now from there, um, from Google, and thousands of other natural health sites from Google search results. The situation has become so insane that now Google is pushing search suggestions like organic is a lie and, quote, supplements are bad. Google's algorithm, which is all the stuff I've been promoting all of these years, which just hopefully validates to you how right we've been here in the direction I've tried to point my listeners. All this stuff that I've been reporting on, vaccines, the GMOs, the 5Gs, the supplements, the organics, all that stuff now is being outlawed by Google. And unfortunately, this is probably just the start. So I hope that validates to you how right all along we have been and how I've been trying to put you in the right direction. I'm trying to do unto you as I would have done unto myself. Because I have to stand before God and give an account of how I handled this ministry. And I only want the best for for my listeners. Google's algorithm has already been trained to claim that GMOs are good. And that chiropractic is fake. See the shocking proof here. So yeah, chiropractic too. Which is what I am. Okay. And there's a sect of, um, of the... I think Christians and uh, I know there's been certain ministries that, and I just was into this last night with a listener. I I was trying to kind of educate them on this about chiropractic. And what, what they always do is they say, see chiropractic's wicked because DD Palmer invented it in like 18, whatever. And he was a spiritualist. So therefore all a chiropractic's bad. It's all wicked. It's all evil. No, it's not. Because chiropractic always existed before D.D. Palmer was ever born. The concept of chiropractic existed when Adam and Eve walked out of the Garden of Eden. You know why? Because from that point that they got kicked out of the Garden of Eden, they could have a misalignment of a joint or a dislocation. Chiropractic just treats subluxated vertebra and joints of the body meaning they're minor misalignments of the joints of the body that cause nerve interference 
all you're doing is putting that joint back in position. There's nothing religious about it. Yes, it does free up the nervous system so that the nerve flow can, the, the God-given way that, you're, that God gave you to for, for nerve flow to happen, it allows that to happen freely. It allows whatever nerves those are going to, whatever tissue that ends up at, whether, in, for instance, if your lower part of your neck's out of position, those are the nerves that feed your arm, okay? Num if you get numbness, weakness, or tingling in the arm, a lot of times it's coming from the lower neck just because there's a vertebra out of alignment putting pressure on the nerve. It's like having your fuse box in like at like 40% power. All a chiropractor does is just push the fuse box so it's fully on so you can get full power to wherever that nerve ends up. Now, in the upper back, then we start having nerves that go to the heart and to the lungs. They did, they did reports where... Um, they did a cadaver study one time of people that had died of heart disease and there was like a hundred percent correlation there's a lot of cadavers too they used a hundred percent correlation of subluxated vertebras in that nerve level that went to the heart and people have died of heart disease hundred percent now i'm not saying it was the only thing that caused the heart disease but it sure sounds like it was a contributing factor people don't think about chiropractic that way they just think of back pain but it's actually when you adjust the bones of the spine and elsewhere, you're affecting organ systems and a lot of other stuff. And so chiropractic's just taking a hard bone off a soft nerve. It's like going to the auto guy and getting your car realigned. There's nothing wicked about it. There's nothing occultic about it. Acupuncture, now I, that is, that's based out of yin yang and the whole nine yards. I'm a board certified acupuncturist, University of Miami graduate. I got that I got that degree um after I graduated chiropractic college. I had to go back back and forth from University of Miami like every other weekend for like a long time to get it done because I was practicing chiropractic in Florida. But I stopped doing that because that was totally new age based. I burned my diploma the whole 9 yards. But chiropractic doesn't fall into that classification. It's not new age now there are there a lot of chiropractors that that use new age techniques sure yeah yeah there are and that's why i say it's very very hard to find one generally speaking the ones that graduate from life chiropractic college which is mine and palmer are going to be what they call straight chiropractors meaning they're not going to commingle new age stuff with what they're doing now i don't know it might be a little different now i don't know but at the time those were probably the two, what we call straightest, meaning they just typically specialize in adjusting the spine. I do the spine and all the extremities too. Because any, any joint in the body can essentially be misaligned, which causes nerve interference. And can cause pain, you know, and those types of things. So... Anyway, I just wanted to kind of go over that real quick because, you know, they're, again, they're, now they're focusing on chiropractic. The, the medical profession has, for decades and decades and decades, tried to destroy chiropractic. But, and try to demonize it. The reality is, is, you know, oh, it's all, you're going to break somebody. Oh, yeah, okay, right. Is that why I paid when I was in practice? I was paying the equivalent of what I paid for my car insurance. It's about the same. My, my malpractice was so low as a chiropractor it was like my, what my car insurance was. Whereas you go to a neurologist or a neurosurgeon or somebody that does, or even a regular MD, they're paying, you know, 40, 50,000, all the way up to two to $300,000 if you're like a neurosurgeon. 
Why? Because they're hurting so many people and it's so risky what they're doing that their malpractice rates are through the roof. Whereas a chiropractor, that's not the case at all. Now, are there exceptions of some, has, has anybody ever been hurt? Sure, yeah. Might have had an unstable segment and, and it didn't wasn't even shown on x-ray and somebody gets an adjustment or whatever. I don't know. I've never had any lawsuits against me. I've never had any legal pr trouble at all. I always just used a lot of common sense when I saw patients. Every patient was different and every patient could handle a different level of care. Some people liked manual adjustments. Some liked instrument activator adjustments. Some people I did sacral occipital blocking on, which is beyond gentle. Some people I did Thompson drop work on, a little more aggressive. Some people I did full manual adjustments. That's like more aggressive. But it, for most people, that's what works best because you're actually really getting a good set on the bone. Chiropractic's awesome. I adjust the guy locally here, doctor. He's he's a, he's an amazing adjuster. And um, I adjust him, he adjusts me. And it's like, I miss that kind of because it's like you go in there and I, we get like fired up, you know. I get like fired up when I do an adjustment. It's fun. Because you're like turning that power back on. You're, you're freeing that nerve flow. And it's not because it's occultic. It's just because that's what happens when you realign a segment of the spine that's putting pressure on a nerve. There's endorphin release that goes. There's a sense of euphoria for a I just adjusted a longtime friend the other day. And he, he was like a spirit. He was, he was, uh, he was amazed, but he felt so good afterward because we had freed up the subluxated, we had realigned the subluxated vertebras, plus he had that endorphin release. I had a friend in um, chiropractic college, Dr. Zook. He was a quarter uh, trimester ahead of me, and um, he was a stockbroker in New York, and he was suicidal, and he was like kind of getting ready to kill himself from what I heard. He went in and he got a chiropractic adjustment. This is in New York City, and... Um, his out his outlook totally changed he quit being a stockbroker like i don't know i think that week and, and enrolled at life chiropractic college and that that's a guy that still practices back in uh, he's in cape coral that's why i refer to a lot if for people that like are back there i'll refer him to dr zook but that's a dude that really like takes it seriously and really loves it because he realizes the potential that chiropractic has to change people's lives changed his you know, but there's nothing occultic about it. There's no, it's not like we're going in and meditating to Lucifer before we do adjustments or whatever. If anything, I'd pray to God, God guide my hands and, and let use me as an instrument of, of healing. You know, that's how I would pray before adjustments or I, I should be. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that in about chiropractic because they're coming for them too. So going back to this report, the corporate establishment is now pushing total censorship to keep the public trapped in a cycle of disease, medication, and ignorance. The war on health and nutrition is accelerating, and just today, the Wall Street Journal published an orchestrated hit piece against, I believe it's Chris Beat Cancer, if, if you go up to YouTube, I, I gave a YouTube link to his YouTube channel. Anyway, he must have a pretty big following. They did a hit piece against him. It's Chris Beat Cancer on YouTube, you just keyboard search while calling for tech, tech giants to ban all websites and content that discusses natural alternatives um uh from chemotherapy to cancer surgery big pharma is behind the push of course to scrub the internet of all content that threatens pharmaceutical profits 
and reveals the very real risks of using their medications, vaccines, and chemotherapy products. It's all barbaric, most of it, and none of it really ever fixes the problem because they don't have any interest in really fixing anything because then that shuts down their reoccurring revenue stream. Because the medical pharma cartel business profit model is all based on reoccurring revenue. You keep them coming back for more drugs until the problem gets so bad that it becomes a surgical issue. And then they got to go in for surgery. And then, you know, more drugs, more surgery until you end up giving them all your money and then you die. That's how a lot of people's lives end. They give it all back to the, they can save up and do all this good stewardship, good stewardship all this, their lives. And at the end of their life, they give it all back to the medical pharma cartel. That's why I'm so against it. That's why I'm so, um, granted, I'm not against emergency medicine and I understand there's a place for modern day medicine, but you know, the, the ultimately the foundation underpinnings of this medical pharma cartel is wicked. The only way big pharma can maintain its market monopoly position, in other words, is if the public is kept in the dark about the dangers of mass medication. Censorship has become pivotal to big pharma's business model public knowledge is the enemy of big farm and, and again it's just censorship on every level what we're seeing here now google facebook twitter and youtube are all are going all in with the pharmaceutical giants and agreeing to engage in coordinated censorship of natural health information that might convince someone to avoid pharmaceuticals vaccines or pesticide saturated foods every person who eats organics or prevents disease using nutrition and herbs after all is a lost revenue opportunity from the point of view of the pharmaceutical giants and to enforce the profit model the tech giants are desperately transforming themselves into anti-knowledge gatekeepers google search for example no longer returns information that constitutes contributes to human knowledge on health vaccines or cancer instead google search results are anti-knowledge results designed to prevent the public from learning new things about health prevention and natural cures in doing this big tech has agreed to collude with big pharma to wage war on an online drug racket that silences all speech which contradicts the propaganda and fraudulent science of the pharmaceutical industry which is steeped in a long history of science fraud bribery of doctors running illegal experiments on humans price fixing and much much more Google will also penalize all websites that promote Christianity or conservatism. See, they're never going to stop. Anything righteous, they're coming after. The censorship of the, of the tech giants won't stop at natural health information, of course. Natural News has also learned that Google's algorithms are being aggressively modified to penalize or block all websites that promote Christianity or conservatism, and I'm sure Second Amendment and pro-life, you know, could right down the line this is being done at the browser level where chrome browsers will remotely download lists of websites to block or penalize i mean this this is what they do in china we just talked about china well they're, they're implementing it here and i don't really see a lot of pushback on it in mass like they're doing in hong kong chrome browser may either display a warning message when a user attempts to access one of the sites like warning this site constitutes dangerous information so if you see that about like my site or the silver site that we've got bear bear in mind that's why um, or the browser may completely block the website requiring the user to manually bypass the blocking in order to access the site in essence websites that promote nutrition natural health herbal medicine or healing arts will be categorized by google as malicious content sites similar to sites that contain hacking scripts or malware 
This is all being done, put in place at the highest levels of Google and will affect all Google products, including YouTube, Google News, and others. Oh, and I found out too that Vivaldi, which was supposedly a good browser, is not because it's, it's basically Google, um, Google owns that. Okay, so they're not good. Google, and now Google to monitor, monitor users who attempt to access banned websites. So here we go. Now it gets even more draconian. According to sources, Google Chrome's browser will also report back to Google when a logged in, when a login user attempts to access one of these sites. So this is the thing. I don't, like, if ever I'm up on YouTube, I never log in. Like, rarely, rarely will I ever log into YouTube. I don't even have anything Google, or maybe I do, but I don't. I don't ever log into it. I clear my history and cookies. I use that CC cleaner. It's free. There's a professional version, but I use that. I mean, that goes through and, and deletes a ton of stuff. I'm always clearing my history and browser, just because I don't want. I don't want Big Brother to know any more about where. I mean, I'm going into all these alternative websites. I don't have anything to hide, but it's like I'm going into like. Like, if you look at all the websites I've got, you know, that I access, Common Sense Show, True News, Dabu7, Florida Marquee, that Mike Morales guy, you know, the Ted and Austin Brower Show, Patriot Nurse, um, Revelation Radio, every once in a while I'll go into InfoWars, in, in, in All News Pipeline, Steve Quayle, Natural News, Before It's News, Hal Turner, all these websites are kind of like no-no. They're off off limit type stuff. And I don't want them. I don't want them to have any. Not not to say they're not doing it, okay? But I'm trying to make myself as small of a target as I can, and that's what I've always tried to tell my listeners to do. Don't don't make it easy, you know, for them. So if you're logged in, Google Chrome Chrome browser will also report back to Google when a logged in user attempts to access one of these sites, these forbidden sites adding a social penalty score to that user, mirroring communist China's social credit scoring system. The social scoring system will later be used by Google to deny services to users who are considered untrustworthy by Google. So this is where this is all going. Google Chrome is already well documented to be surveillance software that spies on its own users. And this is absolute total insanity. Pure evil. What the Washington Post did not report is that Google is building a Chinese-style social score on each user and that the accompanied unapproved websites that discuss nutrition, organics, or alternative cancer treatments will, re- and all the other stuff we mentioned, will result in a penalty for that user. The penalty can be used by Google to block that user's access to Gmail, Google Maps, Google Docs, YouTube, or other Google websites or services. Although we don't have any information yet to confirm this is happening, it is theoretically possible for Google and Facebook to collaborate on penalty sharing so that the users with negative scores would be locked out of their Facebook or libra cryptocurrency wallets for example see where this is all going this is why you don't participate in this what i've been telling you to do for years so i I feel like i'm kind of being vindicated on this as well because i mean it's just you can see where this is all heading in truth google censorship is far from over unless something is done to restore free speech online over the next few years the tech giants will annihilate all anti-establishment content from the web in the most massive online book burning the world has ever witnessed no dissent will be allowed on any topic including transgenderism politics open borders finance and history google's transformation into the ministry of truth 
that's what they are going to dub themselves probably, will be then complete. And the social media will be nothing but an echo chamber of official lies repeated by the obedient sheeple. Unless the march of techno-tyranny is stopped, there will be no alternative media. There will be no alternative views allowed to circulate anywhere. The tech giants will rule the world and the lies and the coordinated censorship annihilating all information sources that dare question the status quo in anything. And in that world, no one will be safe because no one will be free to think, speak, or share information without author authorization of the techno-fascists. If this is the world in which you want to live, just do nothing. Because that is the world that's being constructed around you right now. And if you, don't, and if you don't resist, that's the world which will dominate society for the foreseeable future. Or, or humanity could rise up and defeat the tech giants like we defeated the Third Reich. Humanity could declare war on the techno-fascists, taking them all offline and restoring freedom to humanity. It is doubtful, by the way, that the government is going to do anything to stop the tech giants. Well, Trump's sure not going to. You can see he's doing nothing about any of this since the but you know he's supposed the the very voter block that got him in there he's doing nothing to protect which you know one more thing about him since their censorship promotes the internet of globalist corporations and establishment power brokers this is why they're not doing anything to stop them so until that day comes here are some alternative information sources you can use to bypass google alternative browsers the brave browser and there's all links to these um offers an alternative to chrome even though it runs on some of chrome code uh gab is reportedly working on a free speech browser and there's links to all these alternative search engines duckduckgo.com well that's the one i use there's also goodgopher.com which searches only independent media uh, alternatives to youtube with youtube censoring channels that talk about any cancer foods vimeo doesn't apply anymore because they're kicking people off of vimeo so now you want to move to alternative video platforms, bitshoot.com and brighteon.com. Now, Brighteon is Mike Adams, his one, are the two best alternatives we know of right now. Brighteon.com was built by us, and we're currently undergoing a transition to a version 2.0, which will add features that will be introduced, including channel subscriptions. Alternative news aggregation sites. Wattfinger.com is rapidly emerging as the best news aggregation site, uh, and it's updated far more than Drudge. And there, oh, I'm sorry, there was a huge pause there. I'm very sorry about that. Um, I was looking at this Wattfinger. Um, and then also there's censorednews.com, which is a news aggregation. It takes a ton of different alternative news websites and puts them all on one page for you. So I've been using that one a little bit more lately. Uh, it's got a lot of different ones. And, um, and then stevequail.com as well. Now, also, like with what I'm doing... Um, I'm putting out the newsletters now and I'm archiving them on the contendingfortruth.com website. So I'm archiving all that. Okay, so uh, there's also censor.news. Okay, that's, that's what I've been using, stevequell.com. And um, in addition, there are many other sites featuring collections of some original stories mixed with stories aggregated from other sites. And again, I'm not my website, the contendingfortruth.com, isn't on those those levels. They're not like updated late, 
daily. But what I'm doing now is I'm sending out the newsletter with a link to it because of how Big Brother things are, which will, the link, all you got to do is click on it to see the newsletter, and it's at Continue for Truth. And then you can go back, and the nice thing now is I, I'm assuming that you do a keyword search now, and if I talked about something in, in the newsletter, that newsletter will probably show up, and which will give you another way to search things, give you more options. So that's good. I, I probably should have done it a long time ago. I, I don't know why I didn't. Uh, and then, well, he's saying before it's news.com, but, you know, I tried to post on there, but, you know, they got all their pornographic ads showing up that they're not pornographic, but they're pretty bad. So I would say if you're running Ghostry, sure, run Ghostry, which is another, you know, you know, the cool thing about Ghostry, too, if you run it, it's free, ghostry.com, put it on there, it's free. You go into YouTube, there's no ads. It totally I mean, I don't know if you're logged on if it would do it, but I don't, like I said, I don't log on. You can go up to YouTube. You don't have to worry about any of the ads. Nothing. If you're running Ghostry. It's awesome. So that's another reason to install it. Uh, Then there's newswars.com. I think that's Alex Jones and then sgtreport.com, among others. Alternatives to Twitter. In addition to gab.com, which is well known as a free speech platform, parlor.com. Now, remember, if you click on this pdf what i'm gonna have to do and this really stinks i'm gonna have to do two different pdfs for these two different studies that i'm gonna be posting all at once one is gonna have three parts one is gonna have two parts one is gonna be dated july 3rd and the other is gonna be dated july 4th they're both gonna have their own separate pdfs this is gonna that's what i gotta do right now and it's 2 16 a.m and I'm, I'm gonna try to do this tonight and get it up but um these all these links are going to be in the first pdf that you'll see for 7-3-2019 parlor.com is rapidly emerging as a contender for the next social media hub for free speech brighteon.com will also feature a twitter-like functionality later in 2019 note that both google and apple are actively blocking apps for most of these sites and services both google and apple are criminal enterprises engaged in clear racketeering and monopoly behavior yet so far no one from the federal government has dared go after these tech giants for their obviously illegal behavior yeah thank you trump start shifting now to alternative browsers video platforms social media platforms and search engines soon the mainstream internet will will allow no free speech whatsoever unless that speech praises the pharma giants the democratic party and the lgbt agenda any grunt any gun groups and so on so that's all we I have for for this. Um, I'm gonna do my best now to get these these up there tonight so that you can have access to them. So God bless you and uh, Lord willing, we'll see you in the next audio.